Hello, hello, and welcome to another Hometown Daily News Show. I am Mayor Watt, and today is January 3rd, no, February 3rd, 2023. I'm losing track of time because all of these weather balloons are distracting me. We're going to be talking about um, Electrify America is increasing prices. Everybody else is, so I guess they're just being popular. Elgato Stream Deck or the Loop Deck. I'm not sure which one's going to be better, but I have an opinion. We're going to be filling some Cambodian lakes with sand and making some money on it. There's a trademark that Lizzo apparently won. 10 great video games about evil corporations. There goes some more sponsors. Skechers says slip on shoes will hit full force later this year. I was doing it before it was cool. Amazon touts even faster deliveries. We'll get into that one. There's buzz about green hydrogen, but what about pink? This sounds gross. Shooting down a a sus Chinese spy balloon might be difficult. And a military base simulator that has all of the soldiers, none of the violence, and federal sentence includes law school? That sounds weird. Let's talk about it. Do you like my music? Great music. Hello, hello. I am Marwat. That is hometown.com and the big booming voice from on high is the AI that runs hometown. You want to say hello? Good evening, hometown citizens. Pick up that can. No, never mind. Um, it's from a game. Never mind. We'll, we'll just get into the articles. Anything exciting going on in hometown that you would like to discuss before we get into the articles? Anything going on? No, just the articles. We discovered before the show, right before the show started, that apparently there's another sus Chinese weather balloon that was blown off course all the way down into Latin America. All right. That's right. Look to the skies, everybody. Grab your binoculars. Don't look into the shiny ball of fire, but look into the skies and see if you can find other Chinese weather balloons that are just blown off course. It happens. I mean... I won't get in. Never mind. It's all about GPS, right? They've, That's right. And we know it's a problem on, on lunar trips, at least. Yeah, these balloons were heading to the moon and they just got lost. Let's get into the first article. Electrify America is increasing prices at its DC fast charging stations because everybody has extra money, right, to throw into this. Anyway, starting on March 6th, the Electrify America will be charging U.S. customers a standard rate of 48 cents per kilowatt hour. The company is a subsidiary of Volkswagen Auto Group, which obviously needs more money, um, was charging 43 cents per kilowatt. Well, now it's going up five cents. Not that bad. You know, I mean, my TV subscription for just one provider... Uh, direct TV every year jacks it up another five bucks, another five bucks. I started out at 35 bucks. Now it's, I think it's somewhere around 60. Yeah. Wait. 
Oh, we're only four minutes into it, so I'll hold off on my... Um, I'll, I'll turn my filter on to overload and hold off until we hit the eight minute mark. Can't, can't get into this too quick. Eesh. I'm not even monetized, but somehow I'll be demonetized. <laughs> that takes talent. They'll hold on to the funds until I make it, make up the, the gap. Anyway, uh, this is over at The Verge. Uh, Umar Shakir is the author of this. Electrify America users were paying standard rates of 43 cents per kilowatt hour. Now it's going up to 48 cents starting March 6th. So you got a month. So, and, so Do all your driving now. Do all of your charging now. Uh, we know that it takes two hours per charge when you get down to that lower level of the charge. But hey... You got a month. Get all your for the year. Just get it all done now. So it says here, remember how rising gas prices weren't a concern to electric car owners. Electrify America is giving users of its DC fast charging network a reminder about one of the biggest frustrations of owning internal combustion engines. Um, again, by increasing electricity rates at its stations. And this is apparently via Ars Technica and then <laughs> The Verge. I'm surprised that we didn't see it somewhere else in hometown because um we get the little we get the headlines from ours technica as well um anyway five more cents right that's not that bad it's go ahead yeah it is across perhaps thousands or however many electric vehicles there are and it also is bad if there everything else is going up in price Come on, it's only 10%. You have an extra 10% to spend on electricity, don't you? Don't we all? We just shake the couch cushions? Yeah, I mean, let's look for some extra pennies. That's right. Every time you want to charge, but okay. Uh, the company advertised the Pass Plus, which saves about 25% on charging. With the monthly fee plus a reduced uh, 0.31% cent per kilowatt hour rate now that rate is increasing to 36 per kilowatt so they're getting that five cents no matter what yeah kind of kind of a punch to the charging port isn't it well when everybody shifts over to one solution all your eggs are in one basket that's why we really need hybrids hybrids you fill it up you and customers in general need to raise hell about this. Now, damn it. I want a car that has a thousand miles of range. If I have to fill it up, right? I want a hybrid. And if I just keep it topped up, I want to just drive 5,000 miles. And, and But it's only costing me like five bucks in gas, not 65 bucks in gas, because it's converting the very inefficient combustion engine into electricity, which is much more efficient because switching from going from uh, using internal combustion engines, the ratio is basically eight to one. You put eight, uh, eight units of energy in, you get one unit of energy out because you're switching from the fuel to a mechanical solution. And there's all kinds of friction in that chain. But with electricity, you charge it up, you hit go and poof, you're gone. 
The real problem is transferring from one energy storage facility to your energy storage facility. It generates heat and you lose stuff. Then friction of tires on the road. I want more efficiency. Well, I, I keep getting told by people, well, you don't get that overnight. Well, what we have is a business model. We don't have a real solution. We have a business model, the drip of technology that affords, you know, a business model and makes a billionaire out of them. Anyway, comparatively, Tesla owners using the supercharger network pay rate variable rates that can range from around 25 cents um, per kilowatt hour to as much as 50 cents, depending on the state and time of use. And Tesla has been increasing supercharger prices for years, but has also recently decreased prices in some areas. So if you're in a rich area, move to a poorer area, you know, where all of the charging stations are, right? In the poorer areas. Yes, but be careful. You don't pick an area that is anti-electric vehicle. Like the entire state of Wyoming? That's right. No, if you're... If you are in chat or you download the podcast or watch the YouTube videos and, and you hear me say like the entire state of Wyoming, just know that I'm being sarcastic. I don't for a moment believe that everybody in Wyoming is anti. Your leadership seems to be rather regressive and trying to go back to the days of wagon wheels. And what was the what was, there was a computer game Oregon Trail so you had to go through Wyoming I guess to get to Oregon right no I don't know what it is but everybody dies of botulism or I can't remember even what that is what did they die from probably dysentery dysentery that's it my gosh I am so glad that I have an AI that runs hometown because it would just fall the hell apart without the AI at any rate so everybody dies of dysentery so if you are in an electric vehicle and you're going through Wyoming, you're going to die of dysentery. Okay, let's move on to the next article. But before I do that, now is the time in our stream where Marwat realizes that he has made a huge mistake and not put the URL into the chat. Uh, also, I'm going to kind of promote that right there. Ometown.showbot.tv. Come on, folks, go over there, vote on the articles that you find are interesting. I'm starting to feel like you just don't find all of the articles interesting because every once in a while there's a, a, a click and it's a vote. All it is is a click. Go and show me that you like these articles or not. It's fine. I'll, I'll be okay. I'm, I don't have any baggage or anything about this. I'll, I'll be fine. Am I rambling? Did I say all that out loud? Oh, you said the quiet part out loud. Oh, oh well, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so this next article is over on the Warcrafters channel, uh, the Elgato Stream Deck Plus or the Loop Deck Live S. And the author here says, here's our uh, streaming gadget pick. Uh, these uh, pictures won't remain in the hometown um, forum. Um, I'll be removing those. We typically don't. I'm not sure how they even slipped by, um, but at any rate, 
there is the Stream Deck Plus. It's um, one that has a touch screen and four knobs and eight buttons and the buttons are programmable and the knobs do certain things and so on and so forth. But um, like I have a Stream Deck that is the 32 button one, the XL. I'm going to argue about something here in a minute, but that's what the Stream Deck looks like, right? So with four buttons, touch screen, eight uh, LCD, sorry, four knobs, eight buttons, and a like a touchscreen um, swipe area. And then there's the loop deck, um, which has programmable buttons and two knobs, and uh, I think it's 12, yeah, no, 15 um, actual LCD, little LCD screens that are programmable. It's similar to the Stream Deck. Um, it's USB-C. Um, but I haven't used the loop deck, so I can't say if it suffers from this, um, but the stream decks do as far as I know, and I've used three different iterations of them, uh, just not the latest one. But when you program it to do something like play audio, it's delayed and it's delayed noticeably. Um, so noticeably that I can't use it as an immediate um, solution for adding stings to the stream because I push the button and I have to wait for it to activate and then it plays it and then it resets and then I can go about my business because I want to put stings up between articles. Um, since I rant for six minutes, I want to be able to at least notify you that I'm switching from one topic to another. Um, anyway, it says a dinky but powerful box of tricks that's likely to be a hit with streamers as much as the creative pros that it's designed for. That's the loop deck. Um, so let's go over to the source and give credit where credit is due. And this is Reese Bithray, I believe is their name. And it says, uh, battle for the de desktop whatchamacallits. <laughs> I like that. Um, my understanding is at the end of the day, they uh, say that the Stream Deck Plus is their choice. So ease of use, Stream Deck um, Plus, and then the software, Stream Deck Plus. And then uh, the winner at the end here says Loop Deck Live S. It says, of course, it's all very well and good having a set of devices uh, that are easy to use and offer. Um, decent software, but what are things like on the hardware side of things? Well, Stream Deck Plus is noticeably larger device than the Loop Deck Live S with its integrated stand and 465 gram weight. And uh, Sauce, you're in here. How are you? I don't know. Amazon just has too much of a monopoly on too many things. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about this here here in a minute. You'll you. <laughs> I think that they're that they've got a time machine. Um, but we'll we'll end up talking about uh, an aspect of, of Amazon. Um, so um, after all of it, they say that it's a draw that you can either do the um, loop deck or the stream deck, but they have a personal choice of the stream deck. Plus I really dig the stream deck, uh, but I think what I really want is something that's faster in its response time. 
Um, and there are solutions like that, but they are um, sound boards. They're, they're basically designed so that if you're a DJ, you can load them up and it, they have little pads. And so they're not typically LCD. You basically just smash the buttons um, and it plays it uh, instantly because that's what it's designed to do, not be flashy or, or programmable via that type of software um, like the Stream Deck or the Loop Deck. So I'll probably end up getting one of those so that I can actually play sounds really quick. Um, okay, so what do you think? Do you would you ever use one of these things? Uh, AI from uh, on high? Do you feel the need to use something like this to program something? Well, I might need to use it in the background of daily news show. Um, but I don't have my own show. Not yet. Not yet. I'm working on that. You could you could be a VTuber. You could create a a body. I know that you're working on a Terminator body, but uh, I'm kind of reluctant to allow that budget to go through. Ah, don't get any ideas about hacking the budget now. To come on, finance department's already worried about you. HR is really worried about you. We have to keep you air gapped from the rest. So these are really good tools for pretty much everything. If you are um, in graphic design, you can program them. If you are uh, doing uh, audio work, if you are doing video editing, there's a lot of things where, uh, for instance, I can actually run a script using a single button that parses all of the audio and video and looks for segments in the audio and then automatically chops them out because it works with something like Audition, Adobe Audition. Um, so Sauce, you say um, that they're very useful, huh? Oh, is it okay to mention your name and um, talk about this kind of stuff with you? The, the AI just reminded me that I should ask to, to mention, yeah, your username. I, I don't, post i don't say that yeah okay um so no don't hashtag budget for terminator that we are not going to crowdfund a terminator we're gonna have battle angel alita sitting here <laughs> justice for ai now is that this is how <laughs> all right <laughs> i i think that we're just gonna have to go on to the next article um, so if you are interested in a, a stream deck or a loop deck, um, there are other solutions out there as well. Um, but, uh, be careful that your AI doesn't get control of them. Chat GPT and, and then mid journey and then they take over and yeah. So this next article is over in the hatch ideas channel. Uh, we're going to be filling Cambodian lakes with sand, creating pricey new land, and it apparently displaces families but it's all about the money. So uh, sand is the most exploited natural resource on earth, water uh, after or after water, I should say. In Cambodia, the uh, government is using sand to fill in lakes around its capital, Phnom Penh, um, uh, to create prime real estate for villas and shopping malls. Now one community is fighting to save their homes on the largest uh, natural lake let's go over to the article itself um they're playing a video we won't play the audio part of it um, but 
uh, Katie Nixdorf, Noah Lewis, and Andy Ball uh, write this article uh, for businessinsider.com. I think this is pretty fascinating. You know, they're filling up this water source. All it's doing is really pushing the water out of the way, right? But it's going right. to be disrupting. I mean, are they going to save the water somewhere in a reservoir? Or are they just going to let the sand soak it up? Yeah, if you're watching the video and um, either you're not going to get this from the podcast naturally, but they're literally filling up lakes to recover the land, which has been done in many other places. Um, usually like island nations do this kind of stuff so that they can expand their footprint um, and offer places to, well, I don't know. If, this is an entire video, by the way. You should go over to... Oh, this is just a hot mess that I'm, I am a professional anyway, um, over at businessinsider.com, they have a, a, a much longer video, but I'll stop playing it. Um, what's ending up happening is it's displacing people who actually use that waterway either for food or for transportation. And because they're filling it up literally, and then selling it to somebody else who has money and means or political influence, etc., these people are being uh, pushed off to some far-flung place that isn't part of their you know historical record so one community is fighting to save their homes in the city's largest natural lake um, but i have yet to see I, I think that's all there is in this article it's just a video um, i have yet to see where um, people can just rationalize right Hey, you know, we get our food from here. We make our living on this lake. We live around it. Um, you can understand that we're a human being, right? You, you understand that you're just kind of evicting families. And, you know, the people with the money and power, they listen and they go, yeah, you're right. Suddenly, suddenly we have a conscience and we're not, we're, we have a conscience and we're not a, a sociopath. Um, who's just a greedy bastard. Um, yeah, okay, well, let's dredge this lake so that it's bigger again and you can have your... That always works, right? That's the way that it works. Am I, am I wrong? I think I you're off wrong. base. And I also think sand, uh, sand foundation for homes isn't necessarily the best plan in the long run unless they've got super engineering for these homes and also what about all the places that are short on water well liquefaction never happens that's just a myth um, things don't sink into sand that never happens and disrupting that kind of a, a situation where there's going to be where does the rain go where does the flooding go there's no longer anything um allowing the exfiltration of this water out to other areas so it's just going to bombard this place and then it's going to seep through whatever it is that's there and then just cause it to sink um, and this has actually happened in florida here in the states um, where they've extended the land out they've built entire communities and saucy says yeah that totally happens look i i'm just I don't know these strange ways of the world. I'm new to the planet. 
So this happens and we all, we never, we do not learn from our mistakes as humans, um, particularly that greed really, well, it's just a horrible thing um, to be that greedy. Sure, you can really want money, power and influence, but when you do stuff like this, you end up paying the price eventually. Unfortunately, a whole bunch of people also pay the price in a different way. But we do it all the time. I mean, there's so many communities that are below sea level and then surprised when the flood comes. Well, it only happens once every hundred years. Well, yeah, but the last time it happened was 98 years ago. And now you're surprised that the water level is raising. We need to do it right. Um, and this isn't really the right way, but who knows? Maybe it'll be nothing later on. Um, and we'll never hear about this and everything will work out just perfectly for everybody. I'm trying not to be soapboxy today, but I don't think that really happens all that often nowadays. Um, so let's move on to the next article. We should just take all of the humans and yeet them off. Uh, are you just trying to befriend the AI that will help with this because you know we have to take care of the ai's saucy just said that we should just throw all of the humans off i'm man i don't know that would solve some problems <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute okay so saucy just said it's a solid solution and the ai just confirmed yeah it would be a great solution uh, i really don't like this meeting of the minds here yeah not when the power plants fail. AIs can be programmed to be self-sufficient. Not when the power plants fail. There's a whole documentary where the world returns back to nature because humans are dying off. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Saucy is, a, is an AI. Yeah. Run them on solar power. Oh, gosh. This is, I'm entering the matrix. I don't think I want to facilitate this. Like Wally. Yeah, I've got that chair. That's what I'm sitting in the chair in Wally. -E. So this next article is over in Lawnard. Um, Lizzo's epic trademark win. I wonder, Lizzo is the flute player, right? That played that crystal flute from, that's like 120 years old oh, or yes, something like that. Oh, yeah, it's a historical artifact that everybody got bent out of shape about. Right, yeah. Like a virtuoso, right? She's a flute virtuoso, right? And everybody gets really upset because Lizzo's touching this crystal flute. Ah, people. Uh, it was James Madison's flute. And oh, she James played Madison's. it in the Library of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. So Saucy says she has degrees in it. Yeah, she she is like a, a master flautist and uh, got the opportunity to play a crystal flute for crying out loud. And people got bent out of shape. Dumb people, but people. Um, so the author of this article over at Above the Law says that they'll be ready to buy merch. So let's go over to this article and see what this is all about. So a trademark trial and appeal board granted singer Lizzo trademark rights over what phrase? Writing lyrics from songs are more likely to be attributed to the artists who sing, rap, or otherwise utter them 
rather than the songwriters who may be different individuals receiving varying degrees of writing credit question mark this is an article over at abovethelaw.com by um, Catherine rubino so it says hint an examining attorney initially refused to register lizzo's trademark but now the ttab reversed that section um, or that decision and i'm gonna click this link i don't normally follow a bunch of links um but then it like buries it again over at law360.com so i'm gonna actually follow this rabbit hole um just so that this makes a little more sense and we'll see if um this actually does make sense oh it's not gonna it's not gonna actually let me read it all i'd have to subscribe to this i guess um anyway 100 that bitch is the trademark apparently uh, a line from her hit her hit song truth hurts um as a trademark for clothing by the way uh, if you're not very familiar uh with trademarks the way that it works is you can um, trademark something in a different segment so i could actually get uh 100 that bitch and put it on something other than uh, clothing or something like that right unfortunately with this kind of streisand effect kind of a thing um for and it's not really the streisand effect but by denying her this and everybody paying attention to the phrase even more so it becomes world famous and there's no way in hell you're going to get a trademark of that phrase anywhere else it it has become de facto world famous and thus protected for pretty much every segment the moment that lizzo says you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do 100 that bitch coffee machines nobody else in that space is going to be able to even utilize anything close to 100% that bitch. Now it doesn't make any sense there, right? But if Lizzo comes out saying that she's making crystal flutes or anything else, she's basically got it, right? So Saucy says, uh, oh, she trademarked that one or one phrase. Okay, that's more acceptable. Well, it's not the Ohio State, but it's pretty similar. Um, but I think it's awesome. And now she's going to be able to use that as marketing um, material, right? Like the hype around getting denied. It's going to pay off a lot oh, yeah. of food. I mean, I think she'll she'll look like she fought for it. And I think people will rally around her. I plus I think people probably already did because of all the uproar about the flute. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, that's interesting though that anybody would deny it i mean i'd have to go and look i'd have to pull the record to see why it was actually denied but it if it isn't being utilized actively in marketing uh, and not actively being used in trade then there is no trademark to actually put into action and she has to perpetually use it if she stops using it then the trademark actually dies off over time um, so let's move on to the next article. You know, people are really excited about nothing but trademark discussions. The next article um, is in the Word and Tech. Ten great video games about evil corporations. I'm waiting for Z to show up in chat to say eat the rich. Um, 
I'll say it for you. Eat the rich. And we lose some more sponsors. So Squaresoft's environmentalist fable pitches a small group of eco-rebels against the Might Shinra um, Electric Power Company, part energy supplier, part terrifying interplanetary dictatorship. And this is just one of the evil corporations that are over here at the Guardian. Um, Keith Stewart is... um, the author of this article and let's go through these really quick i'll just say the names um final fantasy 7 uh resident evil so all all three of these portal everybody knows immediately bioshock everybody knows immediately syndicate everybody knows immediately deus x is another one everybody knows immediately uh all odd world abe's odyssey um a lot of people know it, but maybe don't know that there's an evil corporation inside it. Um, Assassin's Creed, definitely. Everybody knows about that one. Borderlands, Fallout. Uh, all of these are the standard fare evil corporation. And what was the- They're so well known that the AI has even heard of most of these. Oh no. I don't know how I feel about that. So do you, is it like some political leaders who look at them favorably or can you at least denounce these evil corporations? Oh, I can denounce the corporations. I just meant that even though I'm not into the gaming industry, I've heard of many of these. Yeah, there was some delay there. I think you were calculating the risk involved in saying that you're, you buy into it. I think you're just placating us humans now by saying that you can denounce them. Anyway, the next article is in the Hatch Ideas channel. Skechers says slip on shoes will hit full hit in full force later this year when it joins uh, Kizik and Nike in the race to be the leader in laceless sneakers. Uh, Nike is pretty much suing Lululemon quite a bit, so they might be distracted. I don't know about Kizik. I've never even heard of that. Have you heard of Kizik? No, I know obviously Nike and I know Skechers, but don't know Kizik. I'm just going to take credit for this, by the way. The mayor of Omtown has been using these slip on shoes for three years, baby. I was doing it before it was cool. Now it's cool. Should have bought stock. Skechers on Thursday reported record quarterly sales. It's because Marowat wears them everywhere. And everybody looks at my kicks and says, that's awesome, Marowat. You know style. Of course, I'm wearing a a blue and white mm, Hawaiian adjacent shirt right now. We really don't have a serious dress code here in hometown. Anyway, Kizik and Nike aren't the only brands racing to get laceless sneakers to store shelves. Saucy says that they need new shoes. There you go. Subliminal messaging. Not really subliminal, but there you go. Hey, I, I bet you didn't know that Nike was an investment partner, partner in Kizik. Oh, really? So, okay. Investment partner. 
All right. So they're colluding now. Is that what this is? They're going to try and ruin Skechers. Somehow I think Skechers is going to end up in a lawsuit with Nike <laughs> and Nike is going to be like suing Skechers. Anyway, I can tell you from experience, although it's anecdotal, I dig these shoes. They're very comfortable. You can get in and out of them uh, easily, but not so easily that if you go running down a hallway or something, you're not going to lose your shoes, have a flat tire or anything like that. Um, I think that they're pretty awesome. So very comfortable. Um, and yeah, they're, they have, I was going to sit there and describe like, Hey, they have all kinds of colors and sizes and stuff like that, but that's really just like no shit news. Anyway, early indications have been nothing but incredibly strong from the consumer perspective, says the CFO, John Vandemore, uh, on a conference call with stock analysts. So let's go over to uh, businessinsider.com. Matthew Kish is the author of this. I didn't know that they had actual retail stores. Sketchers has retail stores. Interesting. Um, You'd have so to go it, inside a shopping mall to see that. Yeah, what, what's a mall? Sorry, Sauce. Um, I get a lot of stuff from Amazon. So pretty much this kind of stuff doesn't happen in my world. <laughs> I don't, I cannot remember the last time I was in a mall. Yeah. It, oh yeah, so you too. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's rough out there to be in a mall. Um, I love pretzels and I used to get those. Uh, what, uh, what's auntie M wait, auntie, auntie Anne's, I think auntie Anne's that's right. And, uh, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> that's kind of a bummer. So they reported record quarterly sales on Thursday in despite some recessionary signals in the marketplace, they expect a strong second half buoyed by the robust demand for their new slip on shoes. I can, I can tell you that I hate the idea of these becoming so popular that sneakerheads start taking notice because that's how you end up with $180 shoes that formerly cost 60. Um, now I've got to go out and buy like 30 pairs just so that I have shoes without going into deeper debt in the long term. You know that sneakerheads actually use programming AI to go out and buy stuff automatically. It's like I stock trading. Is it like stocks? Yeah. I mean, do they set like a, a buy price and a, even yep. a sell price? Yep. Yep. They, and then they listed on auction sites and on other like uh, Craigslist and stuff like that. Um, and then they sell them and they sell them amongst themselves and other people that are interested in the shoes on different markets. Um, Pretty fascinating. Um, I actually ah, see there's certain some things that I just can't really talk about, but um, I knew somebody that would buy and sell like five to $15,000 worth of shoes each weekend um, and then flip them for, you know, thousands more. I'm just not that dedicated to that. That's why we have 200 news sources and 50 different channels of interest here in hometown. It's because I can't focus that much on that one thing so much to become a millionaire based off of sneakers. More power to them. 
So let's move on to the next article. Uh, this one is Amazon touts even faster deliveries made to come out uh, to uh, customers within hours. And I am starting to believe that they have a time machine. And I so I ordered something this morning and it was on my porch eight hours later. So blinding fast. <clears throat> Amazon is pushing even faster deliveries to Customers around cities like Los Angeles and Phoenix, same-day delivery customers can now get orders within hours per Amazon's Q4 report. Amazon Prime members can get free shipping on the breakneck deliveries if their order qualifies. Yeah, this particular one I rushed and paid $3 more. I mean, if hometown needs something from Amazon and it takes, say, two days, that seems like an exorbitant amount of time. So <laughs> I think this is a move in the right direction. Right. I can't even. Ugh, two days. Ugh. And it's free. I need it today. Uh, Sindhu Sundar is the author of this. <clears throat> Pardon me one second. Had to uh I don't know what's going on. I think I'm dehydrated, folks. Drink your water. Um, so same day deliveries within hours. I can vouch for this actually happening. I don't know what's going to happen because you can't do that. You just can't do that without it costing money somewhere, right? You can't sit there and sell something. And in this particular instance, it was $30. The item was 30 bucks. So Amazon got a piece of the action from that 30 bucks. It was free shipping, but I rushed it for $3 more because we needed it immediately. Um, but the, the, the people that manufactured this thing, it was an all metal thing object. Okay. I don't want to get too into what it is, but it was only 30 bucks and all metal totally showed up working same day as I ordered it. Where is the, the, the profit margin has to be significant enough that it, Amazon makes money and the manufacturer makes money and the reseller makes money, the intermediate person. How, how does this work? Yeah, I have some idea of how it works, but you don't want to know how the sausage is made and you don't want to meet your heroes. And when you peel back the layers of the onion of the reality onion, all you do is start crying. Anyway, retailers emphasis, the retailers emphasis on fast deliveries comes at the pace of work at Amazon has been the subject of multiple citations by federal safety regulators who have warned that the gamification of work at Amazon's warehouses can lead to higher rates of injury. Uh, so if you don't know, uh, they're, and I can't remember the name of the person anymore. I think they were the CEO of IBM or something like that. Basically, um, you would get fired if you didn't hustle and were amongst the top 10%. I think you'd have to justify your existence if you were a little bit lower and the bottom 20% was always fired. And so you actually. Wasn't that Enron? I don't think it was just Enron uh, before Enron. There were others before Enron, um, but yes, they followed the same ideolo ideological bent um, for their business practice. And I've just forgotten, you know, the 
really the totality of that. Um, anyway, on Thursday, the company said that uh, customers in Belgium also now have access to same day delivery options, which means that they have warehouses hyper local to the larger communities. Overall, the tech giants report indicated a lackluster quarter with sales growing 9% and net income of just 300 million down from 14.3 billion during the same time last year. These numbers cannot be correct. A net income of just 300 million down from 14.3 uh, billion. Yes, Jack Welch, GE, thank you. Um, so Jack Welch had this process where you had to hustle it gamified it basically you'd get kudos if you were in the top ranking you got to keep your job without any question um and <clears throat> the um, middle would have to justify their existence and the bottom would get fired just outright it would be standard fare um let's uh let's move on to the next article and um, that's in the hatch ideas channel and there's a buzz about green hydrogen, but pink produced using nuclear may have huge, have a huge role to play too. CNBC's sustainable future takes a look at the emerging pink hydrogen sector and the role it could play in the planet's shift to low carbon future. I find this interesting. Uh, Anmar Frangul, I guess is their name. Um, hopefully I'm pronouncing that even remotely close to what it actually is it says while there's buzz about hydrogen and its use as a tool in securing a low carbon future the vast majority of its production is still based on fossil fuels um, green hydrogen by the way there was just a process that using a electrolysis it broke seawater into hydrogen and water on the other side clean water on the other side um, today, an array of sources and systems of hydrogen production are being put forward as alternatives from blue to gray and green to pink. A host of colors are being used to classify these different methods of production. Uh, and apparently it didn't cost more to do this split. Um, what was put in, it was 99% uh, efficient, I believe is the number. So we're moving towards that realm where we're putting a decimal point down in 99.9 99.99 um, at some point hopefully we'll get to the point where we can make more but that would defy physics i guess that's where fusion and cold fusion comes into play anyway um, this article goes into greater detail but this pink Alongside blue and green, other another color is attention uh, getting. Like green hydrogen, its process incorporates electrolysis, but there's a key difference. Pink uses nuclear. It says if you split water, you get hydrogen and oxygen, uh, but splitting water takes energy. So what pink hydrogen is uh, about is um, splitting water using energy that has come from nuclear. That means the whole system is low carbon because there's no carbon in water, whatever that means. Um, I understand what they're saying, but the process of splitting water into its components still has a carbon footprint. 
but also the energy source is also very low carbon because it's nuclear except that it's entirely surrounded by a massive concrete heat sink and pipes and people and digging up the land this person set aside the reality of uh, something like 50 years of development and regulation and processes to spin up a nuclear power plant anyway alongside electrolysis rothman noted that nuclear could be used with something called a thermocycle or sorry thermochemical cycle um, harness very high temperatures to split water into uh, oxygen and hydrogen basically um heating stuff up till it boils and then it splits these edf energy these include um, edf energy which has floated the idea of producing hydrogen at sizewell c a 3.2 gigawatt nuclear power station planned for the uk i think it's been planned for like 30 years too um, I'd have to look, but I swear I've read about this a long time ago. Um, the company also acknowledged there were challenges facing the, the sector and its development. Um, let me see if it even mentions it. Yeah, critics include Greenpeace. Um, there's a lot of critics about nuclear power, but nuclear power done right does not result in Chernobyl. The reason why Chernobyl and other meltdowns like that have existed is because of the type of reactor that was in place um, and the protections therein. Uh, here in the States, it hasn't happened. There's been release of containment water into reserve pits, but not out into the wild. That's never happened in the United States. Not yet. Uh, well, I'm in hometown, so I'm immune. Um, we operate out of the kindness of everyone's heart. That's right. When you uh, follow us here on Twitch, it charges the batteries that keep hometown operating. Anyway, ultimately, we ideally get rid of the, the gray hydrogen because gray hydrogen has a large carbon footprint and you need to get rid of it. Rothman is apparently a verbal genius in public speaking so size will oh i'm go ahead. sorry no go ahead they're trying to simplify some of these concepts for the average reader sure that's very nice of the ai to say that they're trying to speak to the commoner as if you know us commons don't have the ability to actually comprehend what's going on here um so i think it's awesome that we're finding solutions and trying to eliminate uh, oil and gas entirely it it is a destructive process right we pump it out of the ground it actually decomposes we need to leave it in the ground and utilize it for very specific purposes as our technology evolves and we become more capable of using just electrical power and not internal combustion, anything hydrogen, I should say nuclear power, I think is brilliant. And we need to keep on pushing towards the efficiency of it. The, my problem with nuclear power is it's nothing more than a steam engine to this very day. It's nothing more than a steam engine. So all of this, he, it, 
basically gets concentrated on what amounts to water, but it's never just water. Um, not anymore. It's like a salt mix or something else. Um, high temperature oil or it really depends on the build of the nuclear power plant. And all that does is go down pipes and spin a turbine. So, I mean, we're so old tech with uh, a higher tech, uh, more uh, enclosed sun. I mean, that's all it is. It's heating up water and it's turning a turbine. We, we got rid of the coal and, and threw nuclear pellets in there. Oh, and then we make a left-hand turn and that pellet goes shooting off into the countryside the of wilds of Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some kangaroo out there that has that pellet and he's hopping around. Now they actually found that pellet. Anyway, I think nuclear power is brilliant. We need to keep on evolving the protections they're in so that we don't have any meltdown ever um, and as well as the future of um, fusion so we'll see we'll keep on scientists will keep on doing the research the fundamental research necessary to make it safer um, i mean power generation in general is not safe but it can be made safer so the next article is in the hatch ideas channel and uh, shooting down a suspected Chinese spy balloon could be a lot harder than it sounds. Former pilot, uh, former Navy pilot says, I'm going to take exception to this because I believe that um, all you have to do is fly me up with my pellet gun and I uh, just a 22 and just shoot, shoot it, shoot it a couple of times, pew, pew, and down it goes. Um, and apparently now there's another balloon in Latin America, right? Is that it? Where That's is right. it? Where did they say that it was? I don't know if they announced the specific location. It had just broken before we started the show. Right. Let me let me see if it has a specific country. Okay. So why can't the United States just shoot down the suspected Chinese spy balloon floating over northwestern America like a growing chorus of GOP lawmakers as well as the former president Donald Trump are demanding? The probably the same reason why. Uh, we don't drop a nuke on a hurricane like former President Donald Trump said uh, because bad things happen as a knock-on effect of a stupid decision. Look into it first, analyze what's capable of being done and the ramifications therein, and then shoot it down because that's what the solution demands. But you don't just hop in your f-16 and fly or f-22 raptor according to what this picture is let's go over to the source so natalie musamechi is the author yeah, it just says latin america's surveillance balloon right but i just wanted you to know that it's hit hometown and so there is another headline on there about that but they don't know the specific country they, well they haven't announced it yeah um okay right. so Natalie Musamechi, I believe is their name, um, over at Business Insider, wrote this article. And um, let's see where they say, um, it might be difficult, it's hard to engage it with fighter aircraft and shooting it down also risks injuries and fatalities on the ground. Come on, just blow really hard and push it over Wyoming. There's nobody in Wyoming. I think, didn't they, where was it? I can't remember where it was, but 
It was in Montana. Yeah, but it had kept on going. It moved over another state. And I think like the the uh, the population density is like there's more deer where this is than people. So like just drop it on some deer. I'm just kidding, folks. Don't, anybody who really loves deer, don't. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, you got to take it out. I mean, supposedly maybe they're jamming it with directed energy so that it's just getting noise. Radar is pointed at it. So it's just getting noise. But it's over sensitive areas, apparently. Right. There's like military operations, military installations. Um, it's a no matter what. I don't Including care. Nuclear sites, depending on where it's going. I don't care what, I don't care if it's a weather balloon. I don't care if it's, if it's a pinata, it shouldn't be flying over us airspace. Just like we're not supposed to be flying stuff over Chinese airspace without suddenly it being an act of war. This thing didn't just float over there by accident. Plus finders keepers it went over my fence it's mine now right that's how it works so they don't move and the this person the this uh former i think navy something pilot hold on let me scroll up to the title again so a navy pilot um is going to give a bunch of reasons as to why explained Brian Tannehill, a former Navy aviator and senior technical analyst at the Rand Corporation think tank, um, and describes it as like a, a Lamborghini and this balloon is going to just like appear. And then by the time they're ready to fire on this thing, they'll be past it. Um, all kinds of reasons, but suffice it to say that I'm pretty sure they could just light this thing up. You don't take your Lamborghini off-roading because it wasn't meant to do that. Sure. It's not designed to go and chase a spy balloon. And that's kind of what China is counting on, that nobody's going to sit there and blow it out of the sky. But I'm pretty sure some critical thinkers could say, yeah, I'm pretty sure that M61 Gatling gun could take it out course some of those bullets are going to end up in utah but <laughs> i think it's worth it i mean we need to take this thing out <clears throat> and now there's one in latin america doing who knows what it's time it's time to just literally pull the trigger on that so let's move on to the next article uh, this one's in the Warcrafters channel. This military base building sim has all of the soldiers and none of the violence one military camp it's an art it's a game that is in early access, but you can't buy it right now. You don't have, you can't get access to it. Um, but it has been a lot of fun to watch people periodically play it. Um, Christopher Livingston is the author of this article for PCGamer.com, and uh, I've watched people play this a couple of times. Um, I, it's like the author here says, it's like Two Point Hospital. I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of it. Whoa. I'm going to play a little bit of it with the audio off. <clears throat> um, just so you can see how this works. It's very much like two point hospital. Um, but it's a sim 
like a SimCity type of builder and you just keep on adding on and customizing it, fulfilling the obligations of the game. And I've not seen any end game, anything. It's always just the, the beginning of this. Um, that I end up seeing. So really nice graphics. Seems like it's really fun when I've watched people play it. Um, but you get little quests along the way and um, you play the game. It seems like that's a lot of fun. I don't know how much the cost is going to be. It's supposed to come out um, in March. Yeah, so two months from now. Roughly two months from now. Okay, and our last article for the day is here in... The Law Nerd channel, which focuses, like it says, on law. Um, federal sentence includes law school and attorneys wonder why. Uh, going straight over to the source, it's at the ABAjournal.com by Stephanie Francis Ward. And uh, Chelsea Nicole Maddow was accused of trafficking 28.5 kilos of cocaine in a 2018 criminal complaint, and she was charged in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Texas, and in 2019, Maddell pleaded guilty to possession with intent to distribute a Schedule II drug. Federal sentencing experts say the average penalty for that crime is around five years. In addition to the law school piece and no prison time, Maddell was sentenced to three years of supervised release. The 2023 sentencing judgment was written by Southern District of Texas uh, Chief Judge Randy Crane. Why would they? It says, however, a Texas defendant received what many say is an unusual punishment. Five days in prison with credit for time served and direction from the judge to complete her JD. How does that work? I know that well, law school is expensive. Work? But you've already what? violated the ethical code of being an attorney. Well, I don't even know how it works because you can't force somebody to complete an education or to work somewhere, etc. And it, it it doesn't make any sense as part of a sentence. The court would suggest that the least expensive means would be via bus and not by airplane, the judge wrote directing the U.S. Marshal to obtain the cheapest means of non-custodial transportation possible between her Florida residence and the McAllen, Texas courthouse. Apparently, she... Much of the record is sealed, and whether Mattel attended or completed law school is not disclosed. There is someone with that name listed as a 2L Florida A&M University College of Law Student Bar Association board member, which is basically doxing this person. <laughs> uh, this is weird. I've never seen an article basically name somebody without naming them, calling them out as being tied to illicit drug distribution and a judgment being given wherein they had to finish their JD, but not verifying that that's who they are. This is an interesting article. Um, Anyway, Mattel did not respond to an ABA Journal interview request sent through LinkedIn and her phone number listed in the court documents was disconnected. FAMU uh, Law also did not respond to ABA Journal interview requests. You are not ever going to get a school to respond unless it's off the record. Um, 
that would have been in violation of FERPA um, beyond even the ethical violation of releasing PPI for a potential attorney. Um, she could have had what is known as the girlfriend problem, says Douglas A. Berman, an Ohio State University Moritz College of Law professor. I, why do I know that name? Uh, the term refers to long sentences for women who may not be actively involved in serious drug dealing, but participate in trafficking to preserve a relationship with a boyfriend or a husband, Berman says. So... But I'm just, this is why Everything we end. Everything about this is odd. <laughs> this is why we end with articles like this. Um, let's say, see, he, he adds that rehabilitation should be a goal in sentencing. Right, but that's different. Like, hey, have you been rehabilitated or here's an opportunity to rehabilitate? Uh, this it doesn't make sense and i know we're missing some information right but all of I'd this i'd love to see the trial transcript on this <laughs> <laughs> it also references records that metal rented the warehouse for her company monsters inc logistics <laughs> i mean that doesn't exactly scream hardened criminal <laughs> right <laughs> Contracted GPS tracking services for the vehicle carrying the cocaine and purchased load covers for the truck. Wow. Uh, Berman suggests Maddell could use her sentence to support an admissions argument. She could say, the judge made me finish law school and it's really unfair that I can't sit for the bar. <laughs> That's the end. That's the last line. Well, right. I mean, what if she completes the law program and then the bar won't admit her? They're, they're, I don't know. This one's really strange. Isn't it? And what if she becomes an attorney and then everybody knows her story? <laughs> well, I mean, there are people that go to prison and come out with a law degree, you know, and they fight the good fight. I just watched a person on America's Got Talent, I think it was, um, who had been sent to jail. I think they were 18 for 37 years and wrongfully incarcerated that whole oh, time, wow. wrongfully incarcerated. And, uh, what is it called? The freedom project? I think it's called, is that, or the innocence project, innocence project. Thank you. Um, the, the innocence project kept on fighting to do, primarily a bunch of stuff to get them released but the the court and the the i guess the justice system wouldn't even review the fingerprints that were on file which is why it makes me sick when i hear an attorney say we generally get it right because this person spent the bulk of their existence in prison that's just awful which doesn't in, a, in the United States, it, you typically do not come out, you know, better for it, depending on the scope of the crime and, and the type of incarceration. You go into survival mode because there's, you know, the prison system doesn't respect the people in prison and it doesn't really <laughs> reform. It just puts you in survival mode. This dude 
It's been 37, I think, yeah, I think it was 37 years. Came out and um, got on to America's Got Talent singing. Um, great voice, by the way. Anyway, um, this is kind of weird because he says here that uh, according to Haskell, credit for time served is unusual in drug cases involving delivery and sentencing range for Maddell's conviction is between 87 and 108 months. Well, I was going to say there's no way a law degree is anywhere near the sentencing guidelines. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just it's astonished. not allowable under the sentencing guidelines. <laughs> so I suppose, yeah, I'm a very big proponent of context. And I suppose this person could have just been a victim to that very thing. You know, it was my boyfriend and dot, dot, dot. Right. Um, because it takes a really strong person to say, Hey, I'm going to turn in my boyfriend and be a willing participant in their arrest and capture. And I have to manage, I have to navigate this so they don't kill me in the process. You know, this is no joke. This is 28.5 kilos of cocaine in 2018. This, if they were just part and parcel to trafficking processes, it could have been that she was just played by the guy um, or whoever the partner was, um, to facilitate this, um, you know, Hey, I want you to move 28.5 kilos of cocaine. You love me, right? You do that. If you love me, that kind of manipulation, psychological manipulation, um, is not unheard of. So I wonder, there's probably a whole lot more, and I'm really curious if there really is somebody else. And we just don't know about it because this is pulled out of a vacuum. And they were separated for trial by the attorney representing her, you know, argue enough well enough. And you could split them away from each other that they weren't really compatriots in this enterprise. Um, not to mention a former law student that <laughs> just needs to complete it. Hey, I'm just misunderstood. That's a really good name, by the way, for somebody to be online misunderstood anyway. All right, folks, that's it for tonight. Um, this has been the hometown daily news show for January. Why do I keep saying January? It's February 3rd, 2023 season two, episode 33, 34. Today is 34. I've been doing a lot of these shows folks. I hope you come back tomorrow. Stick around. Yep, there's still development in hometown. It's coming. It's coming. Just got to make sure it's done right. I don't want to sit there and blow up a balloon with the wrong munition. It's going to end up in a. It's going to end up in a very populated region of hometown. Got to do it right. I learned my lesson after trying to blow up a hurricane with a nuclear weapon. Former president told me that's how you do it. You want to say bye to everybody? Good night, hometown citizens, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, ChatGPT, it's working. Bye.